Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped, streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. This is the true story of a New York City boy with big town hopes and small neighborhood dreams of becoming BFFs with the Real Housewives and other Bravo celebrities. Then, one day, that dream actually came true. Let me take you behind the velvet rope. Hey everyone, this is David. Welcome back behind the velvet rope. Let's just get right into it today because we are joined by the one and only Miss Lisa Barlow. How are you? Good. Oh my gosh. Busy though. It's the holidays. There's so much going on from a work perspective. It's just a lot right now. You've got a lot going on. And as we said before, I told you you didn't have to do glam, but you said to me that you do glam every day. Every day. I've been doing it for years, though. It's not new for the show. I've literally had makeup done, like, since I was 24 years old. Almost, like, weekly, at least two times. Even, like, in the height of COVID, like, just staying in, like, you're just like, I I don't care. Um, During COVID, I was very natural. (laughs) That's okay. At home, self-tanners. Um, I actually think I'm great at doing other people's makeup. When it comes to my own, I prefer to have someone else do it. I get it. I think if I wore makeup, I would do the same. I don't know. I I just don't think I'd be able to do my own makeup. That's just me. (laughs) So that's good though. But so you've been busy. What is going on? How is Salt Lake doing? Like what's going on there? Amazing. I love that I live here. You know, I'm always a New Yorker at heart. My mom's there. My grandmother's there so much of my family's there I grew up there so that's always home at heart but when it comes down to it I'm never leaving Salt Lake I've I've moved here left moved here left and I keep coming back so I'm like addicted it's addictive did you grow up you grew up up upstate New York yeah the capital district and then as I was older you know like when I was on my own we lived in Midtown for a bit did you love living in New York City 
um, you know what? I wanted to be in the city so bad as a kid. Like I felt like I should have been a city kid. And with my girlfriends, you know, we'd always go into the city. I feel like it's like a second home to me. The, um, but I did not grow up in the city. Everyone wants to think I did, but I didn't. Sorry. I grew up with lots of land. We had horses. <laughs> well, it's just a compliment because you're glamorous and people associate glamour and glam with New York City, I guess. Thank you. My mom has the best style. Like, I have four sisters and a brother, and my mother just loves fashion. She's literally every Friday growing up, she was like, let's go buy stuff. <laughs> and like she loved like making sure we had we all have such different styles me and my sisters my one sister actually designs like a beautiful line of dresses that are all made in Colombia that are like fabulous for yachting and vacationing um, but we all have like a really street chic kind of style and we get that from our mom my Do dad too my dad's cute <laughs> you say were you so you were into fashion growing up like you were just always into fashion I you know what I can tell you every single year from Chanel like as a child like I would just look through Vogue magazines Mademoiselle like everything that was like my bible growing up and just like study fashion like I fixated on certain pieces Chanel has a collection out now that's a remake of something that I was obsessed with in 1988. And wow. I was like, no, 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 get me the original. I don't want the remake. But I love the decadence of it all. I love like simple, cheap stuff. <laughs> What's your, like, what are some of your favorite, like is Chanel your favorite brand? Like what are your favorite brands? Oh my gosh, I have so many favorite brands. So I love, you know, Chanel is timeless and classic. Who doesn't love a Chanel tweed blazer and you know, always have a lot of Chanel handbags. I love Hermes. Um, you know, that's an ever-growing collection. And yes. I love Saint Laurent because it's like edgy, but still like so feminine. But it's like, you know, I'm a type A personality. So I feel like it's a good balance between my femininity and that like really bold side of me. Um, and then there's some emerging brands that I'm obsessed with. There's one OUD that I like I'm obsessed with right now. Um, and just like finding great pieces, like I like to touch. So I like to find things that are tactile, have, you know, like a playoff of fabrics, like tweeds with leathers. I like mixing it up a little bit, but still looking simple. So you like touching artwork and you like touching fashions. Yeah. Like, look, I love this. <laughs> That's... This painting behind me is absolutely amazing. Um, it's done by an artist in LA and it has a lot of texture, which is why I like to touch. So he actually, I love Swarovski Crystal. We're doing so much with Swarovski in our new Vita bottle. And um, this painting is actually covered with little mini micro um, Swarovski Crystal. So for me, I like to touch. Like if it's going to be in my house, I like to touch. Actually, it was so funny. Yesterday, Henry was pressing the glass on our staircase. And I'm like, stop touching. And he goes, what? You like to touch? I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> like, you I'm say? not going to win with this. Yeah. I had to move my desk a little bit there. It's like off. Oh, you look, you look fine to me. Um, and we're gonna get into Vita Tequila. So you, so you moved really to that area for school, right? For Brigham Young. Yeah. So I came out here to go to school. I've actually gone to like four colleges. BYU happens to be one of them. Um, and you know, for me, it was coming out here to go to school. And I have, you know, I'm one of six kids, and we're in eight years. So I had an older sister that had just finished a year of school. My brother, who was. Um, at school and then they both left on missions for the LDS church 
And then I was at school and then next my younger sister, Denise ended up there. I mean, my parents had like four to five kids in college all at the same time. So wow. it's crazy. But we came out here to go to school. We all love it. Wow. And where did you meet your husband, John? Oh my gosh. So John served an LDS mission with my sister, Genia. They both spoke French. So they both thought, oh, we're going to get called to France. They got called to Las Vegas. And oh my like God. Gina became really good friends with John and thought he was so amazing. We heard about him for her. She went on a year and a half mission. He was out for two years. And then when we were all at school, I moved back to New York and then came back. I like love going home and um, you know, they're both our home right now, but I love going back to New York, moved back out. And my sister's like, Oh my gosh, you have to meet this guy, John Barlow. He's so amazing. I wanted nothing to do with him. I ended up moving to New York, to Chicago, back to New York, and then back to Utah. We followed like the same path and ended up in the same cities, but never would run into each other. And it took my younger sister finding John in Park City for me to like hang out with him. And like, we literally went on a bees game. We went to a bees game, a local like baseball team. And I thought he was just my friend. It was platonic. And then we ended up crushing on each other. <laughs> Wow. What do you think of, like, I don't know if you keep up with all the Bravo blogs now that you're in this world, but what do you think about, I mean, you know, he's getting like one of the hotter hot house husbands of oh. Salt Lake talk, like, you know. Yeah. From oh, I have not seen that, but I'm sure he will love that. And, you know, John played um, semi-pro volleyball, so he looks great with a shirt on, amazing with a shirt off. Like, John Barlow, should never have a shirt on. <laughs> well, you know, you've already filmed this season. Maybe next season you could make sure he's in some scenes with no shirt on. I know. I was like, why do I keep getting asked to wear my bikini? Put John in a bathing suit. Come on. <laughs> You'll have to set up. But, you know, it's just so cold there, or at least when you filmed it was. so. Yeah. And you know what's funny about my husband? He actually wears shorts year-round. Like, you're going to see some scenes. Like, I actually think our opening scene, I'm like, I have no makeup on. My kids have bad breath and bad hair. And John's in shorts. So I'm like. <laughs> oh my God. I love it. I, I have, I have friends like that, that are always in shorts and I'm like, I don't get it. Cause I'm always cold. Same. I'm with you. Same. Did you watch like any housewives? Like you don't have to like, were you like a reality TV person before this? Um, you know what? I really enjoyed my, one of the first franchises I watched on real housewives was Miami. I love Miami. I think growing up in New York, I have this like, like fascination and love of Miami. My grandfather lived in Florida. Um, we would go visit him when I was a kid. And it was just like, you know, it's like New York South basically. Mm -hmm. And so I loved Miami. I love that everyone was like over the top. So I think I kind of like that franchise, but I definitely love Beverly Hills in New York. And ironically, the year we launched Vita Tequila, Bethany Frankel was there with people.com covering the Sundance Film Festival. We love Bethany. I literally had so much fun with her for 10 days. Um, I'm pretty sure she drank a lot of Vita. Um, she does love tequila and her skinny girl's done amazing. But, um, you know, I think, yeah. I was going to ask you about that. So when, was this like Bethany, like when was this? Like, cause I've seen some clips. 2007, like January of 2007. So we're going on like 13 years now. Been so a this, long time. this was before Skinny Girl or any before of that. Skinny Girl, she had Bethany Bakes, and I actually had chef coats made, and we sent her a chef coat and tequila. And, you know, when I would be in New York, sometimes I would run into Bethany. We never hung out, but I always, like, thought she was such a cool person. 
And then when she went on Housewives, I'm like, this is so appropriate, you know? And it's so weird when you watch like those early episodes, I'm like, oh my gosh, it's like night and day compared to how it was. But I think I got addicted to New York because of Bethany. And um, I think there's some fun characters on that show. The wait is over. That's right. Season five of The Kardashians is here. Just when you thought life couldn't get any faster, they're punching it into overdrive. Chris, Courtney, Kim, Chloe, Kendall, and Kylie are back and continue to defy expectations in all their endeavors. So get ready to go behind the glitz and glamour of the most iconic family on television. The all-new season of The Kardashians premieres May 23rd, streaming on Hulu. This summer, the world must answer one question. Why has no one made a popsicle that gets you high yet? That's right, it's summer, and it's time for you to get your hands on America's new favorite product, Danksicles. 20 milligrams of THC in two great flavors, the latest and greatest innovation from Indicloud. Is IndiCloud the greatest company to come out of America? Maybe. But what we do know for sure is that IndiCloud is the best way to get dispensary-grade cannabis delivered directly to your door, 100% legally. Yes, they ship legally to all states. No medical card needed. Whether it's vapes as big as your head, flowers you won't find in your mom's garden, or, of course, popsicles that get you high as What are you waiting for? Go to IndiCloud.co slash spring24 and get discreet delivery on top-shelf THC products. Head over to indicloud.co slash spring24. That's co, not com, to snag 30% off your first order. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Oh my God, it's almost Valentine's Day. To help make the day extra special for that extra special someone in your life, head on over to adamandeve.com. When you go to adamandeve.com and select almost any one item, you'll get it at 50% off. But since you guys are all my Valentines, I have something even better. At checkout, use the exclusive code ROPE, R-O-P-E. And when you use that, not only do you get 50% off that one item, you'll also get 10 tantalizing free items. First, for your viewing pleasure, you get six free movies. Then you get a free mystery pack that includes an item for him, a special toy for her, and something we know you'll both enjoy. Plus free shipping. Yeah, all that. Six free movies, a mystery pack with an item for him, special toy for her, something you'll both enjoy, and free shipping. 
So head on over to adamandeve.com and make sure upon checkout to use the code ROPE, R-O-P-E, because without it, you're not going to get all that free Valentine stuff. That's ROPE at adamandeve.com. Check this out. And when you guys enjoy what is sent to you and you have a great Valentine's Day, well, you can thank me later. Like my friends that live in Miami, the Lieberman, they, they actually have an amazing rum called Moss and they own the South Beach Hotel Group. When I was at their wedding, Ramona Singer was there and Luann. So this is like a long time ago. Anything interesting happened with Ramona and Luann at the wedding? Anything no, you Ramona observed? Me because I was at the wedding and my dress got stuck in a chair and Ramona's like, don't move, don't move. And it was a strapless, beautiful floral dress. It literally would have come off if I like sat up the wrong way. So Ramona saved my dress. But you know, at the time I was like, let's just have fun. We're at a wedding. <laughs> and they well, both were beautiful. I think Luann is so pretty in person. Like I, I love how thin and long and lean she is. And I think, you know, Ramona's just your typical, like awesome New York woman. Like I thought they were super nice. Well, you know, some people have not had such great experiences with Ramona. And here you were, like, you were a stranger. You weren't on TV, and you had a good experience with Ramona. She was looking yeah. out for you. She saved my dress. <laughs> well, that's, wow. What about Bethany, like, way back when? Like, anything fun happened oh, when she was oh there? Oh, my gosh. Bethany was so fun. Like, we have so many pictures with her. Um, I, she was just, like, the best hostess. I mean, she was there hosting a dinner series, and then we would go upstairs and we had bought out the balcony. So we were entertaining so many of our distributors and partners. So it was awesome. And I mean, she's just fun. Like she literally, I'll never forget her saying this when people.com, they sent her out there to cover it. She's like, I didn't know they were going to even air any of it. And they like gave her this whole great segment. She did amazing. And I mean, it's all a list, all like beautiful chefs, beautiful people, um, a lot of fun. And she killed it. She was meant to be doing what she's doing. 100%. Could you tell, like, she was, like, a hard worker back then? Like, type yeah, A, like, you? I that because I am, too. Like, we like to hustle. Like, I am, you know, it would be so nice to just sit around and look pretty all day, but I work really hard, too. You're going to see soon how hard I work, and I like it. <laughs> Do you think that's, like, a misconception of you, just because you are into fashion and glam? And, like, you know, do you think people think, like, you know, you have, like, a little tequila brand? And, like, do you think people think you don't really wake up and work all day? so many people think so many different things of me. Um, you know, at the luncheon um, that you saw in the last episode, you see me talking. They, you know, Bravo can only air so much footage. Like, they have totally. so much footage. But in that moment, I'm saying people misunderstand me. I'm judged all the time. It's, you know, it gets exhausting. And now I'm just to the point where I'm like, you can think whatever you want of me. You can think I'm who you think I am. I'm just going to keep being Lisa Barlow. I like Lisa Barlow. That doesn't mean I'm, I'm like a narcissist or in love with myself. But, you know, a lot of people pay good money to like themselves and like seek out help. I've had a strong sense of myself since I was a kid because I'm one of six kids. You have to like step up, have an identity or like, you're going to drown. So I learned at a young age, be bold, say what you think. My parents were always open to that. And, you know, if people have a misconception of me or don't like me, because, you know, for some people, when you're really confident, it's polarizing for them. Mm -hmm. I, I've learned to think like, what can I do to help you? Like, uh, like, but I don't want to change myself for other people either. 
I think that's a good way to be. I'm kind of the same way. I think it's polarizing. People love you. And then there's lots of people that hate you. And you're just like, I, I don't know what you want from me. This is yeah. just who I am. Yeah. But it's that's to just be ourselves, right? Let's just keep being us. And like you said, it saves lots of money on therapy bills. Lots of money. <laughs> right. Um, so did you watch Beverly Hills this past season? Yeah, I love Beverly Hills. And you know, um, Kyle and I have a mutual acquaintance. And when she was launching her store, Aline Too, Kyle by Aline Too, we actually had our tequila brand there. And then we did an event with Lily Galici there. We did an event in the Hamptons with Kyle when she did her pop-up there. I introduced um, Meredith Marks to her team too. So she did a pop-up with her in um, Long Island. I think Kyle's great. Um, I love Lisa Renna, like love her. Who doesn't love Lisa Renna? I, I just love that she's so direct, like, Oh my gosh, amazing. Have you heard from anyone? Like, you know, now that you're on the Housewives, like have certain people reached out, like, good luck, here's some advice. Yeah. Dolores did very early on. I really like her. Like, I mean, I'm I'm a New Yorker at heart. Like I was raised in New York. I love direct, just tell me what you think. Let's get it over with, you know. So Dolores, I think, is amazing. She reached out to me early on. Um, Emily, I love on OC. You know, Emily and I have a lot in common, like as moms and I love Shane. I had a college roommate that grew up in Laguna and um, they had, they told me so many amazing things about Shane and how cool he is. They don't think he's anything like not this season, but prior seasons, like what you see on TV. Um, I think he's a really good person, has a really good heart. I think Emily is just so cool. Um, I love how smart she is. She's sassy. She's got some bite. Like I love that. And then Lisa Renner reached out to me. And I loved that because I think Lisa's, um, you know, when a long time ago, like probably I just had Jack. I was in sh LA shopping at Fred Siegel and Lisa Renna was there and she was just chatting me up. I was with my girlfriend, Emeline, and we were working on this like clothing line that we thought we wanted to do. Lisa Renna was in there and like literally was the nicest person ever and so tiny and just so perfect. And, you know, it's amazing. Like, who would have ever thought, like, we'd both be... You were, you were just a shopper, and she's just started talking to you at Fred Siegel? Yeah, I was shopping at Fred Siegel's, and her girls were so little. I mean, Jack's 16 now. Jack was literally two months old when I was in L.A. So, wow. I mean, it's that long ago. But I remember, you know, people leave an impression on you. She was so friendly, and her girls were so tiny back then. I mean, they couldn't be more than, like, four to seven, maybe. I don't even know, but, like, tiny... And, but she was super chatty, like in the kids section, I used to buy all Jack's kid, kid clothes at Fred's Eagle or Kitson uh, in LA. So what did, what advice did Lisa run out? Like what did Lisa say when she reached out to you now? You know it was just a nice DM and she's like, you're doing great. If you need anything, let me know. And I thought that was super thoughtful. I know she's so busy. I love that she's doing makeup. Um, her makeup is completely flawless. So I have an amazing team that I've worked with for a few years now that's consistently worked with me for a few years. And I'm always like, look at Lisa Renna's makeup. And I actually think Dorit has amazing makeup too. Like flawless. Flawless. Yeah. Flawless. You know, in Utah, we have amazing hairstylists and um, makeup artists too, which is awesome. Like, like we're lucky. A lot of our Utah people end up in LA or New York, which is cool. Well, listen, you got the DM stamp of approval from Lisa Renna. So 
you must be doing something right so far. I hope so. <laughs> How did you get involved with RHOSL? Um, so I um, do a lot of stuff in Park City. We used to own a restaurant in Park City. We haven't had it for almost five years now. I loved it. I definitely want to do another one. And I've been doing Sundance for like 12 years, 13 years. Um, outside of my own brand, I do pop-ups for other large companies. And one of my friends own a sick restaurant in Park City called Handle. And we have a lot of mutual friends. And her husband is really good friends with this guy, Jason, that worked for the production company. So they're like, hey, will you talk to these people? Megan um, called me and she's like, hey, will you talk to our friend Jason? They were looking at doing something in Park City. I was literally in the middle of getting a blowout. He calls um, Joey, this other gentleman that works for the old, our old production company, was on the line. And we, I was getting a blowout. I ended up talking to them for over an hour. And I was in one of Lisa's sassy moods. Like, I was so sassy. And they're like, we have to talk to you more. We need to do something in Salt Lake. And now we're, I mean, it was fast. Like, people think it took forever. And in my mind and in my time, like, I was not ready for it. Like, you'll see on the show, I thought they would show more of it. But, like, John went out of town. Like, this is in December. I talked to Jason and Joey. John went out of town in January, right before Sundance. And I decided, I'm like, I hate the one bathroom in our entryway. I'm going to rip it out. And then once I redid that, I'm like, we need to redo the whole house. So I literally had people here every day for a year, which is unnerving for my husband. And um, so when we got the call that we had the show, I'm like, well, my house is ripped apart. I don't even have a roof on half of it. And so I'm like, yes, you're going to have to film in the hotel and <laughs> in our house. So we were really expecting it. And to me, it happened super fast from pilot to going into season unbelievably fast. Did you, did you know anyone before? Well, you knew Meredith prior. Yeah, Meredith and I have been friends for almost 10 years. We were set up on um, Bruce. We love you because Bruce set us up, Bruce and David, um, in Park City, um, they, David knew Meredith while Bruce knew me. Bruce has done Sundance events with his company that he owns with his brother for years that I've helped on. I mean, we all kind of grew up together, meaning in the event space. And um, Bruce is like, literally, I'll never forget where I was on the sidewalk on Main Street. And he's like, you have to meet my friend Meredith. She's moved here from Chicago. She is dying. She needs friends. And you two are going to be best friends. She was at the St. Regis. I was an hour late. She's a Sagittarius. Like, come on, Meredith, why are you on time? And I like felt like stressed out getting up there. We, I sat down. She and I ended up talking literally till dinner time. And our birthdays are a day apart. So I'm the 14th of December. She's the 15th of December, both Sag girls. And we just had the best time. And I felt like it was instant chemistry. I went to jewelry shows with Meredith. I like love having lunch and dinners with her. And Seth is amazing. The reason I am dubbed Mormon 2.0 is because of Seth Marks. So t tell me about that. I mean, you, you're Jewish. You were born Jewish. Yep. I'm Jewish by heritage, never religiously Jewish, but my mom loves anything to do with Judaism, like the culture, the food, the concept of, you know, like better living. Um, and I think Judaism is very close to Mormonism. A lot of people don't understand that the LDS church has a huge amount of property right in Jerusalem. There's the BYU center and, you know, most LDS people go make the passage to the Holy land um, and visit it. So 
for me, um, I like being LDS, but I also like doing it my way. Like I think we're all individuals, so we're not going to live a religion the same way. I respect all the rules, all the boundaries, but I also think I'm an individual, so I'm going to do it the way that works best for me. And I still, I mean, I'm very culturally Jewish. Like I love being Jewish too. I think a lot of people think I'm giving up on that, but no, I love being Jewish. I mean, like my be- my Jew jeans are my best jeans. <laughs> I get it. I'm Jewish. I'm not religious, so I yeah. totally get it. Cultural, cultural. I mean, I live in New York, so I mean that yes. makes sense. Yes. <laughs> why? Why do you think like people came to Salt Lake and said we really want to do something in Salt Lake? Like, what is it about Salt Lake at this point? Like in the Housewives franchise, that kind of breathes well, new mean, life into it. There's so many different things. Like, wait, I have another question. Is there something that interferes with your happiness or is preventing you from achieving your goals? For me, listen, I love being the host of the Behind the Velvet Rope podcast, but bringing you guys five shows a week, tracking down the top Bravo celebrities to bring you new creative content every day, that causes me stress. It causes me anxiety. I'm not even going to get into the lack of sleep or lack of a relationship. So I needed somewhere to turn. And for me, I turned to BetterHelp. I love BetterHelp because it's professional counseling right from the comfort of your own home. What they do is they match you with a licensed therapist who's a professional that fits your needs and the things that you want to talk about. So you may not have the same issues as I do. They also deal with LGBTQIA issues anger, grief, trauma. If you are having relationship issues, if you're in a relationship, good for you. I'm not. They really deal with everything and everything you share is confidential. So I cannot stress how much because of this job that I love so much, it has caused me some issues and better help really is a lifesaver. Right now, if you guys also want to start living a happier life, as a listener, you get 10% off your first month by visiting betterhelp.com slash velvet rope. Join over 1 million people taking charge of their mental health. Again, that's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash velvet rope. BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Velvet Rope. And as a listener, you guys get 10% off your first month. Try it. I promise you, you are going to feel so much better once you talk to one of their licensed professional counselors. And listen, so many people have been using BetterHelp. They're actually recruiting additional counselors in all 50 states. DM me. Let me know how it goes. This has been a lifesaver for me. Growing up in New York, I think Park City is like the Hamptons of the West. Like if I'm in the Hamptons, I know in the winter, I'm going to see all of my friends in Park City. Um, It's so savvy. It's so like sexy. You know, we have the Sundance Film Festival that comes here all the time. Like the Sundance Institute is here. People don't realize who actually lives here year round and part time and what's happening here. Some of the biggest tech companies in the world are based in Utah, started and created in Utah. My best friend's own a company called Vivid Home Automation. Snoop Dogg is the spokesperson for them. They're based here. I grew up with, like, I mean, I grew up not with Andy, but like knowing her, meeting her in college. We met at a physical therapy, or not physical therapy, physical science class, and became best friends. And like, you know, they have sold three companies now for over a billion dollars. And I think what people don't realize is it's, you know, there's Silicon, Silicon Valley, but then there's Silicon Slopes, and I'm actively involved in it. 
and what they're doing is amazing. I mean, we have some of the best tech companies here, which brings in some of the coolest, most innovative people you can imagine. And I mean, the climate's amazing. Like I love going home in the winter, but it's bitter cold. Like John can wear shorts in the winter here. <laughs> like right. that's always a draw the weather is amazing. So you obviously knew Meredith before, and now there's this question of whether you knew Heather, I guess. Oh. Do, you, do you really not remember Heather from college? It's not that I don't remember Heather. It's that I didn't know Heather in college, and Heather didn't know me. Heather knows that, and she knows when I met. I mean, it's well-documented. Like, And, you know, I mean, when you say something like, I have so much history, listen, like, Heather, I don't know why Heather's saying this, whatever. Heather knows when she met me. It was in 2017, January, when I introduced her to Meredith and we did like a little pop-up together. Like, I mean, I had my tequila there. Um, it was then Visage Day Spa, Med Spa, had like vitamin B shots, which were amazing. Like everyone, I was sending everyone there and Meredith had her jewelry and beautiful jackets downstairs. Like, I mean, it's well documented. I would never pretend not to know someone. And I have a very good memory I remember a lot. Like I, like actually you can probably tell the way I give details. <laughs> yes. I remember a lot, you know, it's, you know, watching that was so like disgusting because like actually the one party was on my real birthday. I wasn't dismissive of anybody. Turn off your sound and rewatch the footage. Right. Yeah. Are you shocked? So like, you know, you film this show, like when you're in it, are you shocked? You know, like when some innocent comment like that now becomes like a thing, you know, you're like, wait, wait this... what's the innocent comment? Well, like, I don't oh, remember I you or whatever. Food. Yeah. Or yeah. even saying like, oh, I don't remember. Like, listen, I I've met yeah. certain people where I'm just like, nice to meet you. I'm not that person. And someone's yeah. like, we met before. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm, I'm the biggest loser in the world. We did meet before. Sometimes you, know you just don't remember. You meet a million yeah. people. For Heather, it wasn't about not remembering. Um, when I'm sitting on the sofa with Jen and Meredith, when Jen said that, I'm like, what is she saying? What's going through my head is, what did Heather say? What is she saying? And I was like, I don't remember her from college. I don't know her from college. And the week before we started filming, my friend MB, who's my really good friend, and she grew up in Malibu. She married one of my best guy friends um, from a long time ago. And we're very close. Like our kids are very close too. Mary Beth, the week before we started filming was like, is Heather gay really on the show? And I'm like, yeah. And she goes, oh my gosh, when we were in high school, we went to EFY at BYU or some, I don't know what the name of it was, but something like it's an especially for you thing. And she's like, Heather was so funny. She would like flash people like the other girls and stuff, like just to be funny. I thought it was hilarious. I didn't know like telling this little story, innocent story was going to become this big thing. And I never called her a good time girl. I said she was a good time. Now there after is, watching the show, I think Heather is a good time girl. And that good for her. Go Heather. <laughs> are you like so far where we are in the season? Are you like your edit? Like when you watch, are you like, okay, this is what I remember. Or are you just like, oh, you know what I mean? Just because this is your first you know, time through it. You know, I mean, you could put the show, like all the raw footage in front of five different editors and you're going to have five different shows, right? Totally. So it's their perception. Like, you know, that's something I'm constantly fighting is the perception of me. I have the biggest heart. I'm super, when I say something, I mean it. Like when I say, oh, I love that. I genuinely love that. And you'll know when I don't like something because I'm equally as loud about that. But, you know, um, 
they maybe in the first two episodes you had Whitney and Heather's perspective of me because I'm not saying much. You get my Taco Bell order and you know, you see me waking my kids up in the morning and I loved my outfit on my birthday. <laughs> so I'm like, you know, that's like, I'm like, okay, I love that. Um, but, um, you know, I mean, they're telling it from six different people's perspective and, you know, maybe to Heather, it felt dismissive. I remember that night completely differently. I wasn't the one being dismissive. And I think like, I mean, look at the once up and down she gives me, it's a clear like up and down. And I'm like, I know I look good. I would look twice too. And like, it's, you know, for me, it's like, okay, you're going to come for me from that angle, whatever. I mean, they can say whatever they want. It's not, it doesn't make it true. No, it doesn't. Like, getting to know these women, like, other than Meredith, like, throughout the process of filming, were you, were certain people, like, you know, one way, and then when the cameras started rolling, you're like, uh, where did you come from? Like, did you notice people change once the cameras were rolling or you're filming a scene? You know, absolutely. So I think there's two in particular that, like, put on heavy for camera, and I think people think it's Jen Shaw, 100% not. Jen Shaw is exactly how she is in person as she is on camera. When I talk to Jen on the phone and when I talk to see Jen in person, it's the same person. I think like, I forget cameras are around. I just like, I mean, there's days I don't even like we're at a group setting and I'm like, how can I dodge the camera? Some people are like, I, the camera's over there. I need to be over there. And instead of letting moments happen organically, they mess things up because it's like, Hey, we're talking about this over here. That's not happening. Like one instance is when we were at Prohibition for um, the 20s party, when I saw Jen and I love Jen and Meredith, like Meredith and I, I consider her like family. When I saw them not connecting, I went over there because I wanted to comfort both of them. So many funny things were said between me and Jen that you didn't see that I think people would have perceived the situation differently. Like Jen had pretty makeup on and like got really into character, like, like Hollywood 1920s. And she was crying and I'm like, Jen, you look too pretty to cry. Stop crying. And she goes, I do look pretty, don't I? And like, it was so endearing and cute. And then she literally called the waiter over and was like, um, I need another Vita tequila. And I'm like, Jen, I love that you love my tequila, but it's time to switch to water. And she's like, okay, I'll drink water. But there was like all these endearing things that happened that you don't see. And then there's other people that are like, Lisa and Jen are talking, let me walk over there because I don't want to miss camera time. And that's annoying. Like, I mean, that's like rookie a little bit. That is rookie. It's annoying. The, eventually the audience t- will tune you out. Like that's the one thing yeah. audience. And I do think the audience thinks it's Jen Shaw. I, I completely do. I would agree with you that she's the one that kind of puts it on the most, but you don't, no. not at all. No, I think that's a hundred percent Jen. So you have to understand Jen's culture. And I hope on season two, hopefully um, you get to see more Jen's culture. So Jen is Tongan. Um, you know, it's, awesome that we have our first Polynesian housewife on our franchise. And one thing you need to know about the Polynesian culture is they love big. They have an entourage around them all the time, families, everything. Um, And it's also, you know, if you hear what Jen, if you really listen to what she's saying at the luncheon um, with Mary, you really get to know who Jen Shaw is. You really get to know her personality. Um, I'm really, I love her culture. She's used to fighting for things. You know, they, you know, her dad came from Hawaii to Utah and actually there's like, um, 
you know, like uh, there's a group that helps other Polynesians with scholarships and finding jobs and building a life for themselves here in Utah. And Jen is really invested in that and a big part of that. Jen is super successful, but I think Jen, Jen and I are both fighters. Like if I were extreme, I would be Jen Shaw. Like I always joke about that. Like Jen's like a very extreme version of me. Um, and I love it. I think everything about her is authentic. Like when I watch her, that feels like Jen to me. So then listen, anyone that has assistants that are dubbed assistant one through five has, I mean, I, I will bow down to, and the Shaw squad. Oh. Wow. Yeah. You should have seen them at the premiere. Unbelievable with their bullhorns. And like my kids were like, mom, Auntie Jen is crazy. And like a good way. They like it. Like they like how Jen is. Because it's, like, it's like, you know, she's got this youthful side of her. And when you really listen to her at the luncheon, explain her heritage and who she is, she sums it up. Like you don't have to guess who Jen Shaw is. She's telling you. Well, that only leaves, it's not, there's you and Jen and Meredith. So that leaves three people. So who acts for the camera? Who, who plays it up the most? Mary doesn't. I think Mary's really authentic too. Um, you know, I think that Mary's also a, a preacher. So Mary's used to um, being in front of a crowd. Um, you know, that's all I'm going to say about that. Well, there you go. That leaves two yeah. people. Yeah. I mean, that. speaking of Mary, that was my question. Like, you know, people, I think, have this view of, like, is Mary crazy or is this just Mary? Like, Mary's authentic to what we see. Um, I love Mary's facial expressions. Like, I don't even know if I can move my face like that. Like, she might give, um, what's his name? Um, who's the 80s actor in The Mask? Uh, Jim, Jim Carrey. Carrey. She could literally give Jim Carrey a run for money. Like, Mary's facial expressions, like literally I want to say something and say, insert Mary's facial expression here, <laughs> this one. Um, she's like super, I mean, Mary's Mary. Um, we're, you know, Mary's complex. I don't know all the layers of Mary. I know what Mary tells me about Mary. And, you know, I also think Mary's like defensive and private and she's going to share what she wants to and that's what you get. Um, I think that she's got, I think just because of like her marriage and stuff, you get to see, I think she's used to being criticized. So she's defensive. Um, and, you know, so you get to see what Mary's allowing you to see. Is that really a big deal? Like, you know, I mean, the fact that like she married her. No, I, is, it, uh, is it conventional and like norm? No. Do I care? No, it wasn't an issue for any of us. Like, do you, when you hear it, do you think, oh, that's weird? Yeah, hundred percent. It's weird. I think it's weird, but not really. Like, I mean, I'm from New York. So to me, it was like, I list. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's weird, but I didn't give it a second thought. Like no, now I was no. like, like, it's not like no one's analyzing it. No one's, um, no one's tearing it apart or ripping on it. Like when I found out, I was like, oh, that's weird. But I didn't think about it anymore. I'm like, that's her life. It doesn't involve me. <laughs> I'm like, Marry who you want to marry. It doesn't have a bearing on my life. If you're yeah. happy, go for it. Yeah. And like, at least for me, like when I saw this scene where like Mary was doing the sermon and I was like, oh, she's great at her job. And like now, like as soon as I saw that scene, I was like, I totally understand Mary. Like this all makes sense yeah. now. Like, I think religion's complicated and, you know, like, however, you know, you can die, you can dissect any religion, any relationship. It's theirs. It is what it is. She's honest about it. You know, we, I didn't think anything of it. It's not an issue for me. 
how come you decided to join the show? Like, was it like tied to business, like Vita Tequila? Like, did you have any reservations in joining, knowing these other housewife franchises? No, no. I think just doing Sundance for so long and being exposed to so much stuff, I understand what I'm doing. Um, I understand that I have no control over it. I can control myself, my actions, my words. Um, I feel like it's really natural. I don't know if that's okay to say. Like, I mean, I'm sure some people are going to be like, you think you're natural? I am. I'm 100% myself all the time. If you hate me, you probably really hate me. Unless I got a bad, like, you didn't get the whole story. <laughs> and then I'll come and show you why you should like me. But, um, you know, I think it's a... It's a um, you have to have resiliency, a very strong backbone, and you have to have a lot of confidence to do something like this because you're shredded apart for every little thing you do. Like the things that people um, pay attention to are the things that I would never think twice about. Like me getting Diet Coke and getting Taco Bell. I love that. Like, no joke. Look, always, always. Like, and I think some people were like, oh, she's putting it on for camera. No, it's me. You're seeing me. Um, I like that it is challenging me because it's really reworking. It's more complex for me because I am a consummate business owner. Like we own so many different businesses and you have to really manage your time. Well, um, I love being a mother. I had a kid. I had kids because I wanted children. I love being Jack and Henry's mom. They are everything to me. And I just think, engaging them in the whole process and really managing my time. That's important to me. And that's been hard. It's very hard. It is hard. Well, so you, you know, you are involved in Sundance. So you are around, you know, lots of famous people. So you're, you know, like you said, you're used to all this. Do you think any one of your castmates did the show and decided to do it for like the wrong reasons? You know, like I, I want fame. Um, uh, you know, I don't want to assume what some, I would think two of them did it for like just fame and are like obsessed with um, fame. For me, I didn't go into it for that reason. Like I am, I, I'm proud of what I've accomplished. Like I'm not embarrassed by anything. I've, I've had wins. I've had failures. Um, I work really hard. My whole thing is if someone can say, you know, I've gotten DMs. So I know that it's like, it's true. Like, if I can be on the show and someone says, Lisa Barlow can do that, I can do it too. That's great. You know what? Everyone should, if you're capable and you want to do something, you should go for it. And I think like that was my goal in doing things. This is like to show people like you can do anything. You can be anything. You don't have to put yourself, you know, even with church, I don't put myself in a box. Like I'm like, I am me. I'm an individual. I'm going to do things my way. If you have a problem with it, I'm sorry for you. I'm fine. And I think for me, I wanted to go on and just be like, hey, if you're a mom and you think you should be doing a tequila brand, go for it. Do it. Like, and I hope it's aspirational, not meaning like, oh, Lisa Barlow's so aspirational, but my journey is aspirational. And maybe it gives somebody else the, um, like the confidence to go and do that themselves. Because I think it's really important. I always want everyone around me to be the, their best self. It's not about Lisa Barlow. I want everyone around me to be the best. Speaking of DMs, like, have you, do you look at like online, you know, I mean, I don't, I don't really know what anyone said about you. Like there's oh. no, there's nothing hidden in this question, but you know, like you said, people are going to say 
horrible things about everyone. That's just how it works. Like, have you read all of that? Like, have you fallen in? I lay in bed with John and we laugh at them. Like when people send me the meanest things, like, I'm just like, you know what? I I'll respond to some people and I'm like, trust me, I'm not worth your energy. You just wasted five minutes sending me this. Like, (laughs) like you're right. I'm not worth your energy. Like don't pay it. You know, it's you're polarizing for people. And there's some people where I'm just like, are you having a bad day? Do you need to vent? <laughs> like, I like to see that. I like to see how people are perceiving me because I, as interesting as it is that it bugs people, I like to be my best self. It has nothing to do with my religion. It has to do with who I am as a person. Like, I just want to try a little bit harder to be a little bit better. I, I always tell my kids, don't do anything you have to say I'm sorry for. Try to live your life where you're not apologizing to people and you're building people up. If you're, think about it. Am I going to have to say sorry for this? Then don't do it. And, you know, for some people, it's so upsetting. Lisa wants to be perfect. No, Lisa just wants to be a little bit better and try a little bit harder. And it's called goals and there's nothing wrong with having them. It's a good thing. See, I'm shocked. I'm a Gemini and I'm the same way. I'm shocked you're not a Gemini. Geminis are five. I'm a Sag Gemini. What day are you? June 9th. Okay, my sister's the 12th and my best friend's the 13th. Aren't Ge- Geminis are great. And this isn't like an ego we thing. Are. We're just, we're fun. We're very misunderstood people. We're like. Yes. They're my favorite. I love Gemini, Capricorn, Sag, and Leo. And my husband's a Scorpio. My son's a Libra. And Henry's like straight up Sag. He's the day before me. Um, but Gemini, I get you. I get Gemini. My best friend's a Gemini. We've been friends for over 24 years. And we're, we're so similar where we like, don't like to get in each other's way. We like to build each other up. She sent me a text message yesterday and she goes, um, I don't think I took a call. Like I had a big thing yesterday and I told her, I'm like, Hey, I'm going in on this. I got to hang up in a minute. And she goes, Oh my gosh, you love me so much. She goes, no, anyone else would have sent me to voicemail and I'm happy for her wins. Like, you know, they own Vivint and it's an amazing home automation company. And I'm always like, thanks for reminding me that there's more. Thanks for reminding me to set bigger goals for myself. Cause you just got a G6 and I need one of those. <laughs> like, Seriously. Yeah. No, I get it. I'm, most of my friends are Gemini's and Sag. It just, it's how it, it's how it, it's how it's kind of played out. Well, that's good that you don't fall into all like the online fodder. Cause it takes some people years to kind of get out of that. And just, they go down that dark road. We, you know, for me, it's simple. I look at it. Everybody's feelings are based on experiences, right? So we, based on our experiences we have, we create feelings and emotions and we're triggered by those. So I might say, you might hear in episode one, Heather saying, did Lisa just dismiss me? And even though I didn't, somebody that's watching that, that's felt dismissed is going to hate me. And I understand that. And I'm like, just keep watching. You'll like Lisa Barlow. <laughs> What about, do you, cause you watch some Bravo. Did you ever, were you ever a fan of Vanderpump Rules? Was that one of your shows? You know what? It should have been a show that I loved. Um, I don't have that much time, so I have to be careful what I'm watching. And let's just say, John appreciates that I'm a housewife and loves that I like to watch it, but he doesn't watch it with me. <laughs> so, you know, like he wants to watch like Netflix if we're just trying to decompress. But um, Vanderpump Rules is interesting to me because we used to own a restaurant so I understand it's like romper room, like honestly, like, wow. And, you know, just being in the alcohol business and working with so many bartenders and restaurants and clubs and hotels, I know that 
all the people I talk to love Vanderpump Rules because they relate to it. It's like, I love yachting, so I love the below deck. Like, I get it. I've been on the other side, and I'm like, oh, that's how they knew I was on the deck at 7 a.m. and knew to bring my favorite cocktail. Okay, good. You know? So I think it's, like, cool. Yeah. Below deck is a good one. and oh, So good. One of the highest rated of all of Bravo. It's just people love it. It's a highly we've rated all, show. Uh, we've had so many of our friends go on below deck just because it's fun. And we all love yachting. And, um, you know, John and I went on an amazing yacht trip. We were on this super yacht in the Mediterranean a few years ago with our friends. Um, it is, there's nothing like yachting. I was going to. Water, you need to go well, on. I was going to go on it. Like it's a, my friend want, like she got us in and I was just like, well, there were two things. One, I really don't like the water that much. I'm a traveler. And two, it was all places I had already been. And I'm like, this doesn't excite me as just a vacation. Like I've been a lot of places in the world. And I'm like, I don't want to yeah. go to these places, but I also don't love the water. I, yeah, it's whatever. scary. Water's totally scary. Even if you're the best swimmer, best everything, it's scary. And deep water with like weird fish in it. Yeah. But I, I love yachting. <laughs> I mean, a lot of people do, and I love below deck. That's the whole reason I'm working, honey, is like so I can spend the, my retirement, whatever that looks like, yachting. <laughs> I get it. What about, so like Vanderpump Rules, like, you know, Katie Maloney and Lala Kent, like they're from Salt Lake originally. Like, I don't know. So there was this thing on the show where you, like, every, I forgot who referred to you as like the queen of Sundance, and now... Oh, Jen did. You know, everyone pushes for me to feel that way about myself. I don't think I'm the queen of Sundance. I think I'm a really hard worker. I do amazing events with big, with partners um, during Sundance. And, you know, Jen calls me, you want to go to an event in Sundance, you got to kiss the ring. But a lot of people, the reason people call me the queen of Sundance, like I don't call myself that is because I'm really resourceful. If someone's like, if one of my clients is like, hey, they re we ordered these wraps on our vans and they don't look right. We need them rewrapped in 30 minutes. I can get that done. If somebody's like, hey, you know what? We just need to pop this up. We need a venue. I can get that done. I have pulled off many, many miracles um, in my 12, 13 years doing this. Um, but I mean, I work hard. Like, I don't know if you call the queen. Like, <laughs> like I don't know, whatever. It's cute. I think it's endearing. It is. I mean, listen, there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with Sundance. What about like, because I don't know if you know, like Katie said, well, I'm always at Sundance and I don't know who Lisa Barlow is. Well, if she has to ask to get in a place, like, I mean, that's weird. Lisa I mean, Barlow doesn't have you to You have to know someone at the door to get in a place. Like, I think that's weird. And, you know, she's probably not at the parties I'm putting on either. You'll see. Wait till the next episode. Episode six. Maybe even a little seven. I'm not questioning you. I guess Katie is. <laughs> I, I just, you know, I just didn't know if you had any response I mean, I, to Katie. I don't, I don't even know what she said. I've had so many people say she commented. I don't even know what she said. She said just like, I'm from there and I'm always at Sundance. And how is Lisa Barlow the queen? Because I've never heard of this woman in my life. Well, she probably works with different people than I do. Oh, well, she, not everyone has to know who I am. She does now. <laughs> yes she does she does now did you know so did you ever know like Lala Kent like none of you didn't know no her. but I think Lala Kent is beautiful like her face is just gorgeous I'm like when I look at Lala Kent I'm like quintessential Utah girl like flawless face like I think Utah girls are so gorgeous and Lala is hands down 
flawless. Like her face to me is perfect. Besides you, because you're into fashion, who has the best style, do you think, out of the Salt Lake City cast? Um, I'd have to say Jen Shaw. I love the way she puts things together. Um, when she walked into Mary's Luncheon, I thought, wow, Jen looks amazing. She's like so cute. Um, Jen's creative with fashion, and I love that she's doing JXA in her own brand. I think Meredith has a timeless style. Like, um, you know, she's, you know, look, I'm wearing Meredith's jewelry. Like, Meredith makes beautiful jewelry, I think, in different ways. Like, Meredith's style is not mine. Mine is not Meredith's. Um, Jen has such a unique style, but I think only Jen could do that. I think it's good. Um, And, you know, I'm just, like, I'm a New Yorker. I'm, like... Like, as much as I love designer, I wear it very simply. Like, I'm like, you know, some days I go outside and I'm like, oh my gosh, like if you looked at me, you probably think I'm wearing $50 in clothes and it's not. Like, but I just like that super understated, simple thing. But I think everyone has a unique style to them. You know, there's a couple people that I don't like how they dress, but it's there, it works for them. So, I mean, who am I to say who dresses good or bad? It's, you, it's individual. Well, there's like a whole show like Fashion Police that spent years with Miss Joan Rivers talking about who didn't dress well. So I think you have some right to decide who. I think, I think that, um, you know, Utah, like there's a Utah style, right? And then there's girls that like get fashion you can have your own style and not really get fashion. Like I can, I can wake up in the morning and think I'm going to carry this bag today and know exactly what I'm going to put with it. I never planned my outfits the whole time we were filming. It was my mood. So whatever I woke up feeling like, I'm like, I'm going to wear that denim jumpsuit today with my Votier boots. Like I literally, to me, it's like something you feel. It's not something you work hard on. It's a feeling, right? I would I get that. All the girls on our cast feel it, or we feel the same way. <laughs> so, who might need a little bit of help in the style department? I mean, it's subjective, just like art. <laughs> like, watch the show. You tell me. <laughs> I really want you to send me a DM. Who you think? I I, I will. I have <laughs> I have thoughts on who's the best dressed on the cast. You know, and I think Mary buys really cool pieces and she has a very unique way of layering things. Um, and I think Mary busts out some killer looks. Like I know she took heat for that green dress in person. I loved the dress and she was wearing this amazing Louis Vuitton jacket that she has in Kelly green and I have in blue. And I was like, Oh, that's interesting. I like the way Mary put it together in person. I liked it much more than how it translated on camera. Cause everyone was like, why do you love Tinkerbell dress? And I'm like, I love Tinkerbell dress. And then I, and I saw on camera, I'm like, you're seeing it differently than I did. I get what she was doing. You couldn't tell that her tights were mint green. You couldn't tell that she had Kelly, like the same shade of green and a darker color Louboutin shoes on. You missed that. But I got it. I was like, I get what she's doing here. And it's Louis. my, I, I love Louie. That's yes, one of my... Too. What about from like other franchises or like other people in the Bravo world? Like, is there anyone whose style you're just like? Um, I think Lisa Renna has a killer style. I think underestimated 2000%. She's always classic, timeless, chic. She has the hottest little body. I would dance naked every day if I had her body. My kids would hate me, but I would do it. Um, And I think like, if you really look at Lisa Renna's style, it's like so like just well put together. I think Lisa Renna has a great style and Dorit Kemsley, 
I love her style. I think it's absolutely beautiful. She's a little more logocentric than me. There's nothing wrong with that. I think Jen, if, if Dorit was extreme, she'd be Jen Shaw. Um, you know, like I got Jen Shaw from the personality standpoint. She's got it from the fashion because Jen is very logo-centric, like beautiful Gucci, Gucci suits, like Gucci on Gucci. Um, I think Dorit dresses beautifully. Um, I think all the girls on Atlanta bring it every single one of them, like watching them at a dinner party. I'm like, wow, there's a million dollars. Well, that's how I feel when I watch Dorit. I actually went to high school with Dorit, but that's, we'll have to talk. We'll have, yes. I I grew up between New York and Connecticut. We'll have to talk in DMS about that, but that's a whole nother story. But I look at Dorit's outfits and I'm like, there's like $50,000. There's like, when people were questioning how much Jen sends on an outfit, I'm like, it's not hard. Like, you know, one of my friends made a joke. I was crying. She lives in Park City. She's so funny, very smart, um, used to like do deals for gold men, young too. She's in her 30s. She's like, oh my gosh, if I were on Housewives, she's like, Todd's like, what if her husband's Todd? What if the girls come for you? And he's like, oh, she would just say, one of my outfits is as much as a Draper house. And I live in, one of my homes is in Draper. And I started laughing. I was crying. And I'm like, it's true. It's really true. Like the Birkin's 500 grand, you know, the limited edition skin, you're wearing 500,000 in jewelry. And then you add on that beautiful couture runway dress that was 45,000. I mean, Sutton can do it. Like, I mean, it's not hard. You know, if you have great pieces, great style, couture, it's not hard. Yeah, it's amazing. What about Vita Tequila? Like, I would assume the show can't be bad for that, right? It's like oh, free. I, you know, it's been so fun for our brand. I like actually. I'm going to show you. I've got my beautiful Vita here. I this love one it. Says, Go away. I love this bottle. I helped design it. Um, I really wanted to put my fingerprint on tequila and do something that's like the way I feel Mexico is. The way I see Mexico, modern, chic. When you're walking down the streets of Mexico City, there's like a pulse that you can't replicate. Um, and to me, I'm like, that's Mexico. I mean, we have to pay homage to this amazing country that makes the best spirit in the world. And, you know, traditional tequila bottles used to be tall and skinny. And then they went to the short squatty ones, which is what we initially launched our brand with. And recently relaunched with this whole new bottle. It's extremely expensive to rebrand, redistribute, buy back old bottles. Um, but I really was like, we have to do this. Vita means life. Um, this is representative of the life of so many people in Mexico. It has to be timeless, chic, bold, iconic. And I feel like we really created this. This is 900 grams of crystal, every bottle, even the ones that are our basic bottles. And then we have the decadent ones that are um, like totally over the top, Swarovski, crystal, embellished. And, you know, I want to have fun with it. When I look at our bottles, I want to see Chanel 1988 through 1988 through 92 on a bottle and really bring my love of fashion into tequila. And if you're watching what's happening in Mexico city, it is on point with everything they're doing. Um, the best glass comes out of Mexico city for all brands like Baccarat, everybody, the best glass for, um, tequila, for liquor brands, for even your windshields. And then when you look at what's happening down there and how chic Mexico is, Mexico is, the best food, the best everything, and they're cultured and they're worldly. You could be in Paris and see more people from Mexico than actually, you know, than you would think. And I just think this is my fingerprint on tequila and a way to show the world, like, 
don't look look at um, Vida, look at all tequila the way it should be. It's chic, modern, elegant, and you can't make it in your bathtub. It takes an it's an art to make tequila. Would you ever expand into like other liquors, or are you just like um, and and do, and do you drink anything else? Working on it right now. So we love mezcal. So that's an art to make too, and it has to be done right. Everything I like to touch has to be great. Like, I really want to make sure, like, if we're introducing a spirit, you're not going to get version one. You're going to get the best version. Um, and, like, Vida is so delicious. It's award-winning, amazing. We're working on a vodka right now. I'm a tequila girl, though. I have you to are. I love tequila, but we're doing an amazing vodka. Um, I have amazing stuff. And then we own multiple brands in Mexico. Um, so we don't just own Vida. We own other brands. Um, Vida in Mexico is Vida Feliz because Vida means life and you can't trademark that down there, but we have it um, under Vida Feliz in Mexico. Same bottle, same delicious, delicious tequila, um, but, you know. Well, I mean, I am a little bit of a tequila girl, mostly a vodka girl, so I'm ready to try your (laughs) vodka as soon as it's, well, you know, it's the best thing to drink for calories, vodka and tequila. Those are the two. Yeah, absolutely. And tequila's an upper. It's the one spirit that's an upper. So if you're depressed, drink some tequila and like, don't mix it with your meds though. (laughs) And then, um, I just think it's a skinny girl drink too. Like you get it. Like Bethany was dead on when she said that, you know, tequila, soda water and fresh lime juice. That's very healthy. You should probably, I mean, I'm, you'll probably hear from Bethany the more this, you know, you talk about Vita on the show. I'm shocked you have it. You know, I really, I hope I do. I think she's amazing. I'm proud of her. Like, honestly, I love when people are successful and watching what Bethany has done in such a short period of time by herself. She is nothing but impressive. And you cannot be Bethany Frankel without that bold, iconic personality. I think she's very witty too, like love it. And all really from Housewives. I mean, you know, smart, intelligent, great idea. And like, she took it, like I'm, she's brilliant, but like, look at what a platform this show can do. Yeah, it's amazing. I mean, I'm grateful to be a part of the Bravo family. Um, I've loved every step of the experience. It's not always easy, it's hard, but it really pushes you to go outside your norm and be, you know, your best self. Three final questions and then we'll wrap up, I promise. What, what was I just going to ask you? What do you think the biggest misconception about you is just in what we've seen so far? Like, do you think you're, (laughs) I'm a bitch. And you know what? Being a bitch doesn't make you a good boss. I'm not a bitch. I have a backbone. I have a strong personality. You know, I always tell my kids, the bad truth is better than a good lie. I would rather hear the bad truth. And sometimes I'm giving the bad truth. That doesn't make me a bad person. It makes me honest. And I would much rather have the honest friend around me than the liar. Like if I look fat, tell me I look fat because I'm going to go change. Give me the opportunity to change. And, you know, that's probably the biggest misconception. And I also think people think when you're strong, um, you can love yourself without being in love with yourself. I really like myself. And that's not a narcissistic thing. I think it's a good thing. It's called healthy. You know, you can't love other people. You can't give to other people if you don't love yourself. I'm not in love with Lisa Barlow. I love Lisa Barlow. I care about myself. Yeah, if I don't, nobody else is going to. Take a look at this group of girls. <laughs> like, no one's asking me how I'm feeling. <laughs> no. I don't need them to, though. I really don't need them to, but they're not asking. And they, they expect a lot without giving anything. So, you know. 
there's a certain type sometimes that's cast for housewives that it's me, me, me. Oh, me, me, me. I'm not like that. I would rather give than get. Are you, are you and Whitney over, will you ever get over Whitney, you know, saying that you. I don't think about it. Is that bad? Like, I mean, I'm going to be totally no. honest. I don't, I don't care. You know, like I've never called Whitney a, a swinger, you know, whatever Whitney thinks is happening in reality are two different things. And it's not my problem. Whitney has to, you know, when I saw the trailer for the first episode, I immediately texted Winger. I don't, or Whitney, Winger, I called her, like, Whitney, Winger. Like, I immediately texted her and said, Whitney, I don't think you're a swinger. And she goes, I can't believe they aired that. And I'm like, I can because you said it. Like, you said it, so you created the life for it. I have never accused Whitney of being a swinger. Like, I don't even care. Like, I think it's weird um, to accuse someone of calling you something. Like, even the even when she's, who knows, like, where it started and where it ended up when we saw it. But when she's sitting there talking with Heather, I don't know what she's talking about. When she's like, they say they must be so close. I have no idea what she's talking about. I'm like, I've never had that conversation with you. I know exactly what I said to her. And I know exactly what our follow-up conversation via text was. And it was positive. I was like, I like what I see so far. Um, Whitney, I think Whitney... Um, when Whitney finds her own identity, I think Whitney will be a much happier person. I don't think Whitney knows who Whitney is yet. And I think the fact that I know who I am is um, like upsetting to her. And so when she figures it out with her and that everything I say comes out of like the big, legit, like a big sister, I want the best for people. So when I say something, it's not to hurt you, it's to help you. And when she figures that out, maybe, I mean, we don't have any history though. Like, Whitney and I didn't come into this like best friends. We didn't have any history. I had seen her once in my life before we started filming. Huh. You feel like saying to her, like, Whitney, you're in a fight with yourself. Like, this is, yeah. where did this come it's from? It's a lot of projecting, I think, for both her and Heather. Is it bad? No, because maybe they're going to learn something about themselves and um, understand more about themselves. It's like, it is what it is. It doesn't impact me, though. You know, for a minute, I was like, okay, that's ridiculous. And I'm over it. Do you run into them? Like, is Salt Lake that small? Like, I mean, I, and I, I know that's such, I mean, I've been there, but I know that's such a New York question. New York is small, yeah. but like, do you now run into these people? Um, you don't want to? I don't, I don't. I mean, we do, we have such different lifestyles naturally. Um, we all live in different parts of Salt Lake County. Um, and, you know, I mean, it's such a, it's such a homogenous place. And I think because of the Mormon church and, you know, people go to church and then they move and then they make friends in another area. So, I, you know, we don't run into each other. I'm sure if I wanted to try really hard, we could figure out how to make that happen. But we just live our lives so differently that, and it's not a good thing. It's not a bad thing. It just is what it is. Like, like we all work, we all have kids, you know, and we go out in different places. Like at this stage in my life, um, I love like lounging and going to like, you know, I don't want to be at a club until 5 a.m. I appreciate it. And there's times when I want to do that. Yes. But, you know, most of the time, John and I are going out to lounges or beautiful restaurants for dinner or Taco Bell. <laughs> like, yes. I, I, are you prepared for, like, when the world is, like, open, open? God knows when that's going to be. And, you know, you're going to be in an airport. You're going to be wherever. Even in Salt Lake, people are going to say, there's Lisa. Like, are you prepared for that in person? Yeah, no. We're busy. John and I have been busy for a long time. So, you know, just owning alcohol brands, when we go to restaurants, most of the time they carry our product. 
And so we're used to people knowing who we are. Right. I mean, I think it's going to be new for my kids because like they can be naughty sometimes and people are, the whole world is going to know when Jack and Henry are naughty. <laughs> and like the other night we were out to dinner at a restaurant and the lady in the table behind us is like, that's Lisa Barlow. I heard her and I'm like, kids chill out. Cause like they're, I mean, they have their cousins in town to go skiing and they were crazy. My kids were completely inappropriate. <laughs> right. Someone will be like sat next to Lisa last night. Her kids were doing this. Oh, I'm sure. And I told them, I'm like, you heard that lady say that, like chill out. And Henry's like, wait, she's watching me. Like, then he wants to be extra. And I'm like, oh my God, Henry. Like, You're like, yes. Um, was there anything, and then we'll wrap up this last question. Is there anything that you, you know, we may not have seen it that you regret from filming, like anything you would have done differently where you're like, oh my God, I can't believe I said that. This is going to become a huge thing. No, you know what? Everything I said in the moment I meant, does it mean I think that all the time and still think it now? No, I, I'm respectful of people. I'm respectful of myself. I am myself. So I'm just being myself. I don't know. You're not going to see everything because they can't take you know, 70 hours of Lisa Barlow, you know, you see me eight minutes every Wednesday. Right. So I, there's, you know, unless like, I don't think so. I don't know. I don't think so. I mean, I'm comfortable with everything I've said and done. Um, and, you know, I'm just myself. So if you don't, if you think I'm inappropriate, I'm probably inappropriate. <laughs> well, I don't think so. I mean, you know, as someone that does this, I speak to a million people, million people from Bravo. So I'm not just saying this. I love Salt Lake. I'm loving it. So we love that. This is not just kissing off. I think it's like a great addition to the franchise. I think it has legs. So just, I really appreciate you taking your time. Yeah, no problem. Thank you so much for all the support too, because, you know, it is hard to do this and you know, it's people like you that get the word out about who we are, why they should watch. So thank you so much for taking the time too. It's awesome. Where, well, A, when you come to New York, we're doing drinks. Yes. You can bring John and whoever else yes. you want. They usually, and, I'm surprised they're not joining in. If you give me one second, John will come say hi to you. Um, I just heard him walk in the door. He should come I'm, say hi. I'm going to, hold on. He will love it. I was doing a podcast a few weeks ago and he hopped on and um, you'll, I just love John. <laughs> we should have a hi from John and you, you should tell your um, colleagues they need to come and chat with me. Meredith, I know. I have a, I have a mutual friend in common with Meredith actually. Oh, amazing. Jen should for sure too. Hold on. John just walked in. Okay. John, I need you. Come here. <laughs> Did John and like your kids, did they, did any of them have any reservations in you joining the show? No, you know, my kids have been around stuff their whole lives. Like Jack grew up, like, you know, we're in Beverly Hills and walking down the street and Dwayne Johnson, the agent's like, Barlow's, you know, he's like a good friend of ours. Like, no, I think they love it. I think for Jack, some things were a little complicated. Um, take off your jacket and then come in. Um, I think some things were a little hard for him because he's 15 and his friends are going to see that he loves his mommy. And so he would act like a little different on camera. I'm like, you love me. Get over here. Hug me. You know, learning how to drive on, you know, international TV. He had his permit for weeks. I was scared. I, I, didn't, I didn't hear him say pull-out game because I was worried I was going to die. Like, I was nervous. And you just see one part. We live on a mountain. So when Jack is driving up a mountain with lights in his face, cameras on the side of the car, and he's a rookie driver, he was terrified. And Henry's like, go, go, go. I mean, it's a lot. And I think Henry loves it. He, 
literally was like, mom, can I film with Jen Shaw on Friday? And Jack is getting it, but I'm excited for people to get to know our family because they're exceptional kids. I'm their mom, so of course I'm partial, but like they've loved doing deals their whole life. They created an amazing business. You're gonna get to see what they did. I know a lot of people think, oh, it's Lisa Barlow's business. No, it was 100% generated by our children. We own, um, co-own a company with Nikki and Brie Bella. And yes. they saw what we were doing with them and they wanted that too. And they've, they, they're like a little consummate moguls. Like they have been around business their whole life. They know all of our lawyers' names. Like they know who to call if they get in trouble. Wow. Like, yeah. So it's good. Okay. You got to see John. John, say hi. Hello. My hey. baby. How are you? Hey, nice to meet you. Oh, and here's Kendall. You and Kendall. their dog. Say hi, Kendall. It's like a family portrait. Wait, let, yeah, let me take a screenshot of you guys. Kendall, come here. How's it going? We just had a Good. lovely nice chat. To meet you. Nice to meet you too. Thank you for letting us Our chat. Is going crazy. She's like, people. <laughs> She's like, what is what are you doing? Have yeah. you gotten used to doing all all the media and stuff yet? Like, are you just like overwhelmed? Are you because you you've done it for Sundance and whatnot? Me or, or me Both or me. of you. No, Both of you. You know, John is an amazing public speaker. Like, if you ever see John host um, a seminar or a meeting, he's amazing. So I think he's used to that. And let's just be clear: he knocked doors for the LDS Church for two years. <laughs> like, if you can do that, you can do like anything. Um, I would, you don't really want to be I'm, on the show, like, but yeah, well, it's, you'll do it's, it for me. It's called Housewives for a reason. It's not, 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 not the house husband show. <laughs> no, but you know, like throughout history, lots of house husbands have their moments. Yeah. Like I told Lisa, you know, like on the blogs, like people are already saying like, you're in the running for one of the hottest house husbands of Salt Lake. I don't yeah. know if you know this. <laughs> They're all very kind. <laughs> I'm, I'm just telling you what, what's going on out there. <laughs> so that's kind of the way. I, I just want to make sure that I don't embarrass Lisa. That's my. That's I have my like top, two rules for him. Come, like I'm like any scene you film with me, he broke it the very first time. Like at Henry's birthday party, I'm like, do not ever joke about. But us. but I recognized it immediately. Apologized <laughs> after filming left. I got some diamonds. Her, told her that I wouldn't do it again. So yeah. So wait, so that's the rule: don't joke about sex. Yeah, because like John, drugs. John has like a dark, like a dirty personality, like a little bit. <laughs> like okay. he's a boy, and I joke about yeah, sex. Yeah, and so I was like, just that's don't okay. do that on camera. And I'm like, you know, I'm like, don't make, I'm like, don't make comments about stuff we don't do because people will assume you when you say that, like it's real. Like so, don't make jokes because it's like funny to joke about. But I'm like, yeah. I don't want people thinking I do that because I don't. And that was like two things. I'm like, don't make those jokes. Like he thinks he's, he is very funny. And so, I think I'm funny. Yeah. Lisa doesn't think I'm funny. <laughs> Not always. My kids, our boys think I'm funny. Listen, they his Rolex got thrown out of the window for a reason. You'll see soon. <laughs> I can't wait. Well, and that's the thing. Like you joke about something or you say like you don't do something, then just people deduce, well, you must do the following three things because you didn't list those, you know? It's yeah, like. Exactly. Exactly. So, well, the show is great so far. He's too tall for the camera. It, but you're fitting it. And we saw the great artwork in the background, so 
I'm glad you got to join us. But when you come to New York, we'll have to really do drinks. I would love oh, that. Sure. I would love that. We have to, for sure. That'd be fun. Yeah. I'm really very simple, too. Just give me a lounge and just give me a drink, a vodka or a tequila, and I'm fine. You're good. Yeah. We'll stick with vodka Same. for you because we know that's what you like. <laughs> well, when I'm with you, I'll drink Vita tequila. I love it. Well, we have you. to support the brand. Well, thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you. You'll have to come back on, like, towards the end of the season, and we'll do, like, a how have you changed? Okay, let's do it. I'm in. So Thank love you, you both, Lisa and John Barlow. Everyone will follow you. I'll see you guys later. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to yet another episode of Behind the Velvet Rope. Because without you listeners, I would just be a crazy person with voices in my head. And if you like what you hear, subscribe, subscribe, subscribe on Apple Podcasts under Behind the Velvet Rope. And when you're done subscribing, feel free to leave a five-star write-up review because the write-up reviews actually count. We read each and every one of them. We post the best ones and the reviews really help our shows keep going. And we really appreciate everything you guys say, especially the positive ones. And if you want to find us online, we're at Behind Velvet Rope on Instagram. We are at David Yontef on Instagram. We're behind the Velvet Rope on Apple Podcasts. Or head on over to Patreon because you know what? There are just some things we can't talk about here. So for our bonus episodes, go to Patreon and type in Behind the Velvet Rope. And if you still aren't sick of me and you want more David, go to Cameo and book me on Cameo. And you can ask me anything there. I'll answer whatever you want. And I have a bargain basement price of $10. Thank you guys. See you soon.